Shouting and praising. I'm a little envious. But I know there's coming a day. And I want to finish this race as well as he did. Because I want to hear, well done, faithful servant. This morning's scripture, we are in 1 Peter 1. We're picking up where we kind of where we left off. We're skipping a little bit. The scripture this morning says, And if you call... On him is Father, who judges impartially according to each one's deeds. Conduct yourself with fear throughout the time of your exile, knowing that you were ransomed from the feudal ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of the Lamb, without blemish or spot. He was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times for the sake of you, who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. Having purified your soul by your obedience to the truth, for the sincere brotherly love. Love one another honestly from a pure heart. Since you have been born again. Not of perishable seed but an imperishable. Through the, life, through the living and abiding word of God. So I want to finish up that chapter. I know that's not on our regular that I had sent out. But I want to finish it starting in verse 24. It says... For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like flowers of the grass. The grass withers, and the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord remains forever. And this word is the good news that was preached to you. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we ask that you open our hearts. Prepare our ears to hear what the Holy Spirit speaks to each of us. May every word said today bring glory to you. Amen. I love God's timing. In reading this passage, it, it was something that actually I think I sent out a month or so ago. But it draws me back to yesterday. And I love God's timing. You see, we was preparing for this funeral. And when I got to the part of the scripture where it says, The grass and the flowers wither. But the word of God remains forever. We have so many pillars, not only in the church, but in the community, that carry the word of Christ. And whether you realize it or not, there are people watching you. There are people watching how you live, how you interact, and how you speak. And that's how the word of God remains forever. Because you carry it, and we're supposed to carry it in our everyday lives. <coughs> Freddie was definitely one of those that did that. So let's break this scripture down real quick, verse by verse, and just kind of go through it. So starting in verse 17, it says, you, you call on him as father. So this is another way of saying, if you're a Christian, you see believers who know God and that he judges the words of his children fairly will respect God. In all the ways he evaluates us. We do not seek to make God 
conform to our worldly ways. We are to be transformed by the word. And then in verse 18, it mentions ransomed. Now, ransom was a technical term for money where they would actually buy back prisoners. This is still a reference today. Ransom for our freedom. Our freedom was bought. If we jump over real quick, there's just a short verse, and it is in 1 Timothy. It's in the second chapter, verse 6. 1 Timothy 2, 6. This scripture reminds us that Jesus is the one who gave his life for our ransom, for the ransom of all. You see, as believers, we know that this we know that this reference means that he bought us out of the bondage of sin and that we're no longer under the curse of the law. You see, now it's us who chooses to be enslaved by sin and to stay there. Jesus paid the price. That price was to a holy God when he shed his blood. You see, because in ransom, there was prisoners for many reasons. There was debtors. There was all kind of prisoners. They'd be enslaved to work in the homes. But this ransom was paid to God because our sin was directly against God. Many times we don't say that enough. Our sin was against God. So this price was paid to God. Jesus stood in our place because God couldn't look at us in our sin. That's why the veil was torn so that we could come back into the presence of God. So verse 20 says, foreknown. In eternity past, meaning before Adam and Eve sinned, God had already planned out the redemption of our sin, of the sinful ways. He knows everything. There is nothing that's going to shock him, catch him off guard. He knew that we would fall short. I'm thankful that God gives us that choice. That he's not what you'd consider a dictator. We're not robots. He wants us to be in a relationship with him just as we are in a relationship with each other, supporting each other. At the beginning of 1 Peter 1, 2, the scripture, just right before the, our scripture, it says, according to the foreknown knowledge of God the Father, in the sanctification of the Spirit, for obedience of Jesus and the sprinkling of his blood. I love how that's worded. I had several different versions out reading the different descriptions for no knowledge. One of the verses just said the foreknowledge of God the Father. Through the sanctification of the Spirit. Through the obedience of Jesus. We have been sprinkled with forgiveness. Then it goes into mention the last times. The last times are the times of the Messiah from his first coming to his second coming. That's why we keep here. We're in the last of the days. We're in the last of times. I remember my great-grandmother saying that, and I'm like, what does that mean? Last times. The scripture is saying he will return. We're in those days. We don't know when. We have to live like today is the last day. 
Then verse 21, it says, we see it says that gave him glory. Now remember, we had said before that glory is not a pedestal. Glory is sacrifice. Glory is honoring. And it's really not for us, it's for God. So God, through the ascension, returned Christ to his glory that he had before he came to the earth. Now I know there are a lot of people recently that have kind of tried to dumb down what God is, and they try to say, and I'll be honest, I, I have to watch my mouth sometimes, but when I had someone say, you know, God's just the woman searching for a coin. Okay, first of all, you can't say God is just. That right there is, no, he's everything. The parables that are used in scripture are to help us understand because we don't have a kingdom mindset. That's to help us understand so that we have something to relate. But here, God said, okay, you've done your duty. You've done what you were sent to do. Come back to your glory. Come back, reign forever until the day you do return. And then verse 22 says, love one another earnestly. The love indicated here by Peter is to love by choice. It's the kind of love that responds to a command. And what I mean by that is, is to stretch the limits. Now, we ain't going to do no raising hands on how many have people in their lives that you go, I just love them so much. Jesus helped me love them. And how many people have people going, I love them so much. I can't do anything without them. Both sides stretch us. That is love. It stretches us. Only those whose souls have been purified, have been saved, can capture this love. Because you know what it means to be loved. Such love means you meet each other right where their needs are. This is a great example of our food pantry. Y'all pour out love on this community, not knowing who's going to walk in, not knowing the situation they're going to bring in, not knowing the burdens of their heart. Y'all don't just stand out there and go, okay, drive by, we'll just sling the groceries in the back window and hope we ring it. No. You invest in their lives. That's love. That's stretching you past your comfort zone. People don't care how much you know till they know how much you care. And I think that's why you have so many people come back because... Not only are you being in the hands and feet of Jesus, you're loving them right where they're at with your heart because Jesus has loved you with his heart. That's what this means. In verse 23, it says, not of perishable seeds, but imperishable. Spiritual life is implanted by the Holy Spirit to produce new birth, unfailing, permanent this verse goes on to say it's through the word of God. The spirit uses the word to produce life. It's the truth of the gospel that saves. I'm reminded of, of Romans 10, 17. And it says, faith comes from hearing. And hearing through the word of Christ. You see, every time you invest time in someone else's lives... They become more willing to hear about what Jesus has done in your life. They'll hear your story of redemption. 
They will intentionally become more aware of the areas they need healing and pruning and teaching and revealing. They will become more willing to take the word to heart. Thus, their faith is growing. Then they become someone who calls on the Father. As the disciples would say back in their time, because you see, Christianity wasn't really the word in the beginning. It wasn't a label. They were just those radical people following this holy man. Holy man that was doing things on the Sabbath he wasn't supposed to be doing because it went against the law. They were simply called people who called on the Father. They were simply people who gained faith because they heard the word. And luckily they were, they were alive to see the word in the flesh. So if today's scripture, if you hear nothing else, if you're going to love someone, that means you take time to invest in them, to share the scripture, and you just pray for the Holy Spirit to reveal whatever needs to be revealed. Because at that point, we're done. Our job's done. Jesus said, I'm going to make you fishers of men. Well, guess what? All we got to do is catch them. He cleans them. Catch them by investing time. Let's pray. Almighty God, you search our hearts. You see the parts of each of our lives that need to be brought into your light. All of our desires are known to you. There are no secrets whatsoever from you. God, by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, we ask that you cleanse our thoughts and our hearts so that we have perfect love for every person that we can invest in their lives because that is glorifying to your holy name. God, we ask all things in the precious and holy name of your risen Son. Amen.